And good day, everybody. This is Perez B. Eichler, a.k.a. The Reb. Thanks for joining us today on J-Root, the station that listens to you around the corner, around the world. All right, we've got really important things to talk about today. Did you read Stephen Flato's latest article? You know, Stephen Flato was the father of the young woman, Elisa Flato, may Hashem avenge her blood, who was brutally killed in a bus attack around Pesach time years ago. Remember, during the first Intifada. Not the Intifada we're having now. Oh, you didn't know we're having an Intifada now? What, what would you call it? It was clearly then, as it is clearly now, the, the attack on innocent civilians, the attack on men, women, and children by radical Islam. Some would say that's an oxymoron, radical Islam. Although, I guess a lot of people were moved by, by the, uh, the Muslim cleric who in Sharon, Massachusetts, did go to visit during the Shiva, the Schwartz family. But I think that's an anomaly. I think if, in fact, it was sincere, which I would hope that it was, he is the rarity. Because Islam, in its essence, is radical. And it's right here among us now. You don't think so? I told you about the time I was walking down the street in Flatbush on a Friday night, Shabbos Kodesh, when a car pulls up, cursing, screaming in Arabic, threatening sounds, and then, and then, in their Arabic-tainted English, the threats which were clear and unmitigated in English, saying what they intended to do as they pulled the car back up a one-way street, ready to attack, as I was walking down the street with my wife and my daughter, and uh, and we ran in the opposite direction, hoping to get to a neighbor's house in time, Bukhashem, we did. But it means it's waiting, it's lurking, it's there. All you have to do is read uh, Roy Newberger's book, 2020 Vision. And as far out as you think it is, maybe it's a little closer in than we'd like to admit. Sleeper cells in Paris, sleeper cells in other countries around the world. You think we're being a little radical? You think we're being a little extreme? I don't know. What do you think? Seven one eight six eight three five eight five eight. But back to the article by Stephen Flato. Let's listen to what he said. I'm going to talk to you about what he said. I'm going to read it. And then we're going to get into our growth for greatness segment because we want to keep our focus on growth, not serenity, as we learn in the Parsha with Yaakov Avinu and Yosef. Now, according to Stephen Flato, a lawyer in West Orange, New Jersey, who has been an active voice in speaking out against the things which we tend to let go by the wayside, and that is uh, something that that has been brought to all of our attention. But Steve Flato wrote in a, in a recent article that Israel's prime minister has called the latest terrorist attacks, you pick whichever one you want, an act of war. He called the attackers barbarians, vowed to wage a war of no mercy against them, and ordered bombing strikes on terrorist training camps, even though they were located adjacent to medical clinics, a museum, and a soccer stadium. Now, remarkable that neither the Obama administration nor the United Nations condemned Israel's strong response to the terrorists. Has the world finally come to its senses? How come they didn't? Does it finally understand that Islamic terrorism, whether against Israelis or anybody else, is an attack, my friends, on all of us? Well, actually, no, because the quote 
quote that you heard from Mr. Flato was not quoted correctly, as he himself states in the article. No, it was not Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu that made that statement. You know who it was? It was French President Francois Hollande, not Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, who called the latest terrorism in Paris an act of war. It was Hollande who called the attackers barbarians and vowed to wage a war of no mercy against them. It was the French Air Force that bombed medical clinics, a museum, and a soccer stadium located near terror camps in the Islamic State-controlled Syrian city of Raqqa. When Prime Minister Netanyahu says that Palestinians and their Islamic terrorist groups have carried out acts of war, well, he's accused of exaggerating the threat when the killers, and what he calls killers, barbarians, he's denounced as a racist. If Israel strikes terrorist sites that are situated near civilian areas, well, Israel is accused of war crimes and disproportionate responses. Remember when Secretary of State John Kerry sarcastically grumbled? Oh, yeah, that's really a pinpoint attack after one Israeli strike in Gaza. We don't hear Kerry calling the French bombing of those Raqqa medical clinics, oh, what a heck of a pinpoint attack, being sarcastic. We don't hear National Security Advisor Susan Rice demanding that Hollande apologize for describing Islamic killers as barbarians. We don't hear the president of these great United States calling for both sides to exercise restraint, as he always does when he talks about Israel responding to Arab terrorists. Au contraire, mon cher, on the contrary, the Obama administration officials are boasting that the U.S. provided military intelligence that assisted the French in their bombings of Raqqa. This, a cynic might say, makes perhaps the Obama administration complicit in the bombing of a medical clinic, a museum, and a soccer stadium. You know, Israel has always understood the nature of this conflict. Now it seems France and some of the rest of the world does also. Wouldn't you think so? Yes, every terrorist attack is an act of war. No, the terrorists are not the JV team, as President Obama once put it. Yes, the terrorists, JV meaning junior varsity, right? Junior varsity. You don't refer to them as the junior varsity. The terrorists are barbarians. Unequivocally, that's who they are. That's what they are. No, we should not show respect even if one's enemies, and try to understand them, empathize with their perspective and point of view. As presidential candidate Hillary Clinton said in her December 2014 speech at Georgetown University, yes, terror targets must be struck, regardless of whether or not they're situated near civilian sites. That's their choice. And yes, the terrorists must, must be fought with no mercy, because if you're merciful to the cruel, you'll ultimately wind up being cruel to the when you should be merciful. You don't merely contain them. You wipe them out, you destroy them. You don't just degrade them, you knock them out of existence. France's leaders have belatedly awakened to the fact that the civilized world is at war. Good morning, America! At war with the forces of Islamic terrorism. That means whether it's in Paris or in Flatbush, Israel is on the front line of that war. France is another. And if the Obama administration doesn't wake up and fight, then America, America might very well become the next 
front. Open your eyes, America. Open your eyes, America. This is Paris B. Eichler quoting from a an article by Stephen Flato. I hope we'll be speaking with him soon. He's the attorney in New Jersey, the father of Elisa Flato, who was murdered in an Iranian-sponsored Palestinian terrorist attack in 1995. It reads across the headlines today. What do you think? 718-683-5858. 718-683-5858. Paris B., a.k.a. The Reb. I don't claim to know everything. But you can talk to me about anything right here on Straight Talk America and Grow for Greatness on the station that listens to you. J-Root, come on, where are you? Let's get out there and talk about what we need to know and what we need to do. 718-683-5858. 718-683-5858. I heard an amazing vote that I had heard many times, and I, I hazard over. I, uh, I say over and over again. As we all do, especially at this time of year, I heard it from, um, from Rabbi Kiva Tatz, the great, great rabbi from, uh, from Europe, from South Africa. I believe now he's in England. He does work with, all, with many of the great Torah moisters. But he, he pointed out something phenomenal. I think you've got to think about this. And by the way, you can feel free to call me at any time right now, 718-683-5858. I mean, what do you think about the, the statement that... Uh, that the world is waking up, and do we need to wake up where we are here, or do you feel that it's something that people need to take more to heart right where you are now, not just thinking about what's going on in Israel or other places around the world, right here where we are now, 718-683-5858. But what Rabbi Tatz brought down was the, the very well-known, but it needs to be promulgated even further, Devar Torah that says, the way that we reacted on Hanukkah, was different than the way we reacted on Purim. Both are commemorated, both are celebrated. Allah Nisim Allah Purkan, we say on the miracles, right? And as a good friend of mine here in Lakewood pointed out a young man, a, a, um, a, special, a special young fellow, he's a, he's a special child who goes to Shai, gifted with uh, wonderful insights. And um, he asked me, he says, Rabbi Eichler, Rabbi Eichler, do you know the difference? He says, between, um, between B'yamei uh, Hanukkah and B'yamei Purim? And he pointed out to me, B'yamei Mordechai and Esther, B'yamei Hashmanoyim. The difference. What do you think the difference is? Oh, there are many differences. But as Rabbi Taz pointed out, on Purim, there was a clear, open, physical threat to the Jewish people. They weren't talking about spiritual upheaval or asking us or telling us, demanding that we cut back on mitzvahs and that we refrain from doing those mitzvahs which, uh, in, in the Torah which, which we know we are obligated to give up our lives for. No, they were talking about we don't care whether you keep mitzvahs or not. We just want to kill you, to eradicate, to exterminate, just like the Nazis did in Machimo. They don't care. All they want to do is wipe out the Jews. Now, what about Hanukkah time? Hanukkah time, they said, oh, we'll let you live. We're not interested in wiping you out. You can live and let live. Just don't keep your missus. Don't keep Torah. Don't keep Shabbos. Don't keep Prismila. Don't keep Rosh Chodesh. Come on, be like us. Be one of the Greeks. No, that was an attempt at spiritual annihilation. But what was the difference in the way we, we reacted? Rabbi Tatz pointed it out. It's been pointed out by Kazal. It's amazing. You've got to think about it. And I was thinking about it today. I was thinking about it today. Because when we're being under attack in Eretz Israel, you might think the first reaction would be, all right, everybody go out and get a gun. 
Mamish get a shotgun, get an Uzi. Just stand by because, as Rabbi Mayor Kahani once said, every Arab is a suspicious object. You got to look to the right, to the left, up and down, whichever way you're going. Get a gun. Is that an answer? I don't know. You got to ask your doctor. But according to what Rabbi Tat said, the answer when we are attacked physically is not responding physically, though you do have to defend yourself physically. No question about that, as you see that even on Perm, we did, right? Ultimately, we did respond. But the initial response, the primary response, when we are attacked physically is with filler, because it's a Gezer Minashemayim, and Hashem wants us to react with filler, with Avaidu, with Gamilas Chasodim, with Torah, because Torah is the greatest Shmira. It is the ultimate, penultimate, and only Shmira that we ever really have, because that is what a Kodesh Baruch put in the world. He is the Shomer Yisrael. Now, when it came to Hanukkah, which we're coming up on now in less than a week, my friends, this will be the first day of Hanukkah next week. Hope we'll be in Eretz Yisrael, Mashiach. But listen to this. How did we respond when we were attacked spiritually? Don't keep Torah. Who rose to the four Yehuda Maccabee? And they said, this is a Milchama against the Kaddish Baruch We are going to fight with everything we have. And a small band of Jews went out. And with everything that we had, outmanned, outarmed, we knew that a Kaddish Baruch Hu was with us. And we went with every ounce of strength that we have. And we fought, we fought, and we defeated the Greek army. We, no, a Kaddish Baruch Hu did it, but we reacted physically. That's what we had to do. What do you think about that? How would you respond to that? 718-683-5858. 718-683-5858. Anything else that's on your mind today, either those issues or personal growth issues, we do both right here on Straight Talk America and Grow for Greatness with Peretz B. Eichler, a.k.a. The Reb. I want to hear from you today. By the way, by the way, Be'ez Hashem, I know some of you are still expecting your prizes, and I have to go through my addresses to make sure I get them to you, but you can, if you didn't get a prize yet, please, please reach me at my email address, eichlermedia at gmail.com, and say uh, you didn't get your prize yet and you'd like to get it. But now you can go, hopefully this week, you should call either Feldheim Publishers or go to Eichler's or any of the Jewish bookstores and ask them, do you have in the audio CD of All for the Boss for Kids by Paris B. Eichler and the bonus DVD in there of the exclusive interview that I did with Rebbitz and Shane Sekhet Sadeket Lebracha a number of years ago, which nobody else has seen before. It's just being released now as a bonus DVD to go with this, with this CD. Please ask for it and... If you'll be among the first five people to call me today, I will actually get you a free complimentary copy, just by calling in JRoot today. And call me now at 718-683-5858. you got to call in in the next 10 minutes talking about anything and just to let me know that you're there and what's on your mind or about anything that you want to talk about. I don't claim to know everything, but you can talk to me about anything. And you will get the first five people that call in will get you a free copy of the newly released Be'ez Hashem coming out in bookstores this week with Be'ez Hashem, all for the boss for kids, audio um, version with music and sound effects. You're going to really like it. The kids are going to like it. We hope Be'ez Hashem you'll let us know. But you will be, if you're among the first five callers, I'll, I'll extend it to the first ten callers, actually, that call in now and leave your name and address and just have any question or anything you want to talk about. I'm going to send you a free copy, Lee Netter. And I want you to make sure that you tell all your friends about J-Root Radio and its great, great programming. Now, I'm telling you that, not tooting my own horn, but you have to know, 
that this is a station that is built for you. Think about the great programming that you're getting. I want you to get people on board to, to be sponsors. Come on, your business, you could be listening to J. You, all your friends are listening to J. Root. So come on board and be a sponsor. Call us and be a sponsor of all our shows. Support J. Root. It's the station that listens to you. This is Parents B.A.K. The Reb, 718 Hi, how are you, Parents B.A.K. The Reb? I don't claim to know everything, but you can talk to me about anything. I hope. Hi, how are you? Hello, this is Maki Gottlieb. I'm calling because I called a different time, and I was told that I'm going to get a prize, the CD. Maki Gottlieb, how are you? Yes, you are in, um, I think you mentioned the last time that you were listening to us and you wanted to thank one of your aides for helping right, you, right? I have the best home attendant. The best home attendant. And, and you're at home in Borough Park or Flatbush, right? At the Regency Hotel. At the Regency. How do you like it over there? It's great. They're treating you okay? A lot of mileage. Nothing is perfect. You know, <laughs> nothing is perfect. So, Malky, I think we do have your address, and I have you on the top of my list to send you something. But I think we... Five one ten. 19 Avenue, room 114, Brooklyn, New York, 11204. <laughs> the whole world is going to hear it. Malky, could you just call me um, after the show? I'll give you my um, my cell phone number, 848-221-4605, and just leave it on there, and we'll take oh, it. Oh, we'll I it. didn't write it. I don't have I don't have your number. All is right. that enough that I call now? Um, well, it's, it's a little difficult to take it on, on the show. You could call us after, or you could One call second, me Valerie? at 848. Write down the number. What's your number? What's your name? Eight. <laughs> I think it's Parents B. Eichler, and you just call 848-221-4605. 848-221-4605, 848. okay? Gotcha. Hi, how are you? Hello? Hello? Yes. I'm calling Hi, welcome for to the, show. the first, he said, first 10 callers? Yes, ma'am. So I should give my leave my name. I'm on air. I'm not on air. You are on the air now. So if you have a question or a comment, that you can talk about on the air. If you just want to leave your name for the um, for the all for the boss prize, that you would call back eight four eight two two one four six zero five. Oh, okay. Or you say eight four eight. at gmail dot com. I'm sorry. Just say it one again. Eight four eight two two one. Yeah. Four six zero five. Okay. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you okay, for calling. Okay. All the best. Oh, that was great. Amen. Thank you. All right. Is calling in, and we're happy to hear you. Hi, how are you, Parrots B, A.K. the Rib? Hello, hi there. Okay, so let's talk about personal growth, right? Are you keeping your focus on serenity, or are you keeping your focus on growth? Uh, a Rob here in Lakewood today asked me, "What do we, what do we understand?" Where it says Vayoshev Yaakov, Vayoshev Yaakov, and Yaakov sat. He wanted to dwell in peace. Rashi. Cites the sages who say that Yaakov wanted to live in peace and serenity, but we know this is not to be in the troubles of his son Yosef again. A Baruch who said it's not isn't it sufficient for the right to see the reward in the world to come? Why do they need to leave? Do they need to live in serenity in this world? Hi, how are you? This is not to be in the troubles of his son Hello. Yosef again. Hello, how are you? So we were just saying, do you think that? Sadiqim, or even regular people who need to live in serenity in this world. What do you think? Why do you... Why, why, why do you think that uh, Kaddish Baruch told Yaakov, isn't it enough 
that the righteous get the reward in the world to come. Why do you need to live in serenity in this world? Why do you think that he deserved to relax a little bit? I mean, you work hard, right? Don't know anything you need. Hello? Hi? All right. I don't know what's going on with the phones, but we will see what's happening. At any rate, so my question to you is, why do they need to live in serenity in the world? That's what Hashem is asking. The question arises, what is so wrong with wanting to live in serenity? Yaakov wanted serenity, not so that he could devote his time to personal pleasures. I'm taking a trip to Hawaii. i got to chill out a little bit. But rather to enable to engage in spiritual pursuits. What's wrong with that? Rabbi explained that the purpose of this world, the purpose of this world is for a person to elevate himself or herself by passing the numerous tests that come to each and every one of us. The goal, and you've got to keep your eye on the goal, is spiritual growth from every life situation, no matter what goes on in your life. Everything is there for you to learn from. Remember I told you that you see a ladder and you should think, how can I go higher? I remember as soon as I told that board and I came out outside, boom, there were some workers right outside my house. I didn't know that um, a family member had called to clean the gutters, and there was this huge ladder from the ground straight up to the rooftop. And I looked at it and said, hey, parents, what are you doing to grow today? And immediately I got on something that I knew that I needed to do. So it was considered improper for Yaakov to place his focus on serenity. And I'm not saying you shouldn't take a vacation once in a while. You know, well, I mean, Shabbos is a vacation, right? Vacation for the rest of the world, the Havdul. But our focus should be growth, not serenity. And that's our attitude that we have to internalize. Everything in the world, everything, can make you and I a better person. And when you have this awareness, your attitude toward everything that happens to you in life will be very positive. Before, during, and after every incident that occurs in your life, with a spouse, with a child, with a relative, with a worker, with a boss, with a friend, with a colleague, with a person you meet. Everything that happens reflects on your behavior and reactions. Ask yourself, what type of person am I after this happened? How did I do a test? Give yourself a grade. Mark yourself. Did I pass it in an elevated manner? That's put down in Das Torah. You know, two years before the stifler passed away, he did have medical problems with his foot. And when he was asked how he was, he commented He commented that um, when Rabbi Yisrael Salanter was asked how he felt, he responded, what's the difference if the situation is better or worse? Whatever the Almighty wishes, that is what is good. That's brought down to Panini, Rabbeinu, Kehelis, Yaakov. Whatever the Abishta wants is good. What's the weather today? Ah, I remember working in a, in a opening. And the doorman downstairs every day would say, Ah, it's so hot today. And the winter would say, Ah, it's so cold today. The guy was always complaining about the weather. What difference does it make? Now, when it comes to somebody else and their troubles and their problems, you don't go tell them, What's the difference? You know, however you feel. No, you don't tell them. Then you try to say, Don't worry, Mr. Sherman's going to be better. And you do something to make it better. You buy them flowers, you give them a ride, they need money, you help them raise money, whatever is needed. You don't tell somebody else, Don't worry, it's okay. With yourself, you say, Don't worry, Tatala. Don't worry, Mamala. It's okay. Hashem is watching over me. You go after somebody else's needs as though there was nothing else, even though you know it's a Kaddish Baruchel. When it comes to yourself, realize it is only a Kaddish Baruchel. It sounds a little paradoxical, right? The truth is, 
that it is only a Kaddish Baruch Hu. But when it comes to somebody else, even though you know it's a Kaddish Baruch Hu, you don't just let the person feel that you're not going to do anything. You do everything you can to help them. All right, Terrence B., what can we do to help you today? What's on your mind? What's standing in your way? What would you like to accomplish? How do you feel about Hanukkah coming up? What do you have to be thankful for? Let's talk about gratitude. What are you grateful for? Tell me two things that you're grateful for. 848-221-4605 is my hotline, and our hotline here on JRoot, which is what I'd like you to call me on right now, is 718-683-5858. We still have some more room left for callers to call in and let me know what's on your mind. And if you're among the first five to ten people calling in, you will get a free copy of All for the Boss for Kids, the Young Readers Edition, a narration with music and with um, sound effects, and a bonus DVD of an exclusive interview with Rebbe Simrachama Shane Zekat Sadekat Gabraka. But you got to call now, 718-683-5858. This is Paris B. on J-Root, the station to you. Hi, how are you? Hi, Good morning. B. Good morning, how are you? Good morning, Brook Hashem. Who do we have the pleasure of speaking with? Yeah, my name's Chaim. I'm just, uh, you know, trying to uh, be able to get that, you know, book and, and DVD. Sure. Trying to be one of the first 10 callers. You and you are. So you're going to leave a message for me, Chaim, at 848-221-4605. 848-221-4605. And leave a message with your name very clearly, with your name, phone number, and address, and we're going to send it out to you. Hi. Are you a J-Root, regular J-Root listener? All right. Good. Hello there, everybody. B, a.k.a. The Reb. How are you? Good morning. Hello. All right, Iran, we'll go take a musical break. We'll be back. Or reach me at 718-683-5858. Parents B, I don't claim to know everything, but you can't talk to me about anything. Licensed by the state of awareness, bears the Shem to live life to its fullest. Parents V, 718-683-5858, J-Root, around the corner, around the world, we listen to you, you listen to us, and it's a two-way street. Let's keep smiling and keep going. All right, our producer, Ron, let's hear a little Hanukkah music, something to lift our spirits, and we'll be back with more right here on J-Root, the station that listens to you. Parents V, growing for greatness, Straight Talk America. Stand by. Oh, 
for the CD and the DVD. Hi, how are you? Who are we talking to? This is Miriam Cohen. Hi, Miriam, how are you? Are you a JRU listener? Yes, for sure. Great, okay. So you're going to call me back on my, um, on my contest hotline, which is 848-221-4605. First, if you have a comment about anything that we talked about, or you can answer one of the questions that I'm going to ask you now, then you're going to call me back on my hotline, 848-221-4605, and leave your name, address, phone number, and where we can send you a, um, the new Offer the Boss D, which I want you to tell your friends about. But first, I want to ask you something. Have you ever been angry with somebody and then talk things over later and it made things better? Have you ever been in a situation like that? You got the question? I'm sorry? Have you ever been in a situation where you were angry with somebody and instead of stewing about it, you talk things over and you found that it was able to make things better? Have you ever been in a situation like that? 
Were you angry at somebody? Were you ever yes. in a situation where you were angry and you didn't talk things over? Which do you think worked better? Well, I usually uh, talk it over. Well, actually, you know, that's exactly one of the things that we see in this week's Parsha, where it says that the brothers hated him and they weren't able to speak to him for peace. So after you hang up, I'm going to tell over a beautiful thing that Rabbi Yonason Abish said, and if you listen, you're going to find out why you are exactly right and why you're Makavan to what the Torah wants us to do, that if we speak nicely to people and we speak things over, you can avoid tremendous, tremendous aggravation in your life. So call me back at 848-221-4605. Leave clearly and slowly your name, address, contact information, and... Uh, that you call the show so that we can send you out the All for the Boss CD and DVD, and please tell your friends about it when you get it. Thanks for calling. Thanks. All right. Okay, so, thanks. Yeah, of course. You're listening to J-Root. This is Paris B, a.k.a. The Reb. I don't claim to know everything, but you can't talk about anything. I want to thank our great producer, Ron, and all our great friends, Nisim, and everybody at J-Root that works so hard to bring the great programming to you. Hi. All right. See you later. Hi. Hi, how are you? Hi, how are you? Baruch Hashem, fantastic. The Abish that's a health inviter. How are you doing today? Okay, Baruch Hashem. Just calling to the station. That, um, if they ask me some questions, I get a book of the All for the Boss. Okay, here's the question. Have you ever been in a situation where you were angry with somebody and you spoke it out and told them why you were cuss, why you had cuss at them, why you were angry? And things got better. Or in a situation where you didn't speak things out, and later on you wish that you did. Have you, in other words, I'm asking you, when you're angry with somebody, how do you, how do you react? Do you talk it over or not talk it over? Um, usually I explode, and I, de- I do it right away. And when I could hold it, I hold it, but I end up um, talking out and saying, um, <laughs> I'm easy to get angry. I mean, not easy, but when I get angry, I get angry, and I had to, to do it. Even though they told me to be patient and wait, but depending on the situation. <laughs> well, what do you think is better, to explode or to be patient and wait and speak in a calm manner? I know that by Musada I had to wait, not to explode, because I already experienced it, and I know I don't gain to no place, but I look like a cuckoo person. I tried. I tried to. I tried to, but uh, I didn't reach the goal. But sometimes I do have patience. Sometimes on purpose, I I want to explode because I'm very angry. Example like a parking thing that we um, we're chatting driveway or whatever it is, and 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 we have problems. So so, so I talk time, nice night and then time, I explode. The next time we're both going to listen. We're both going to listen to what Rabbi Yonason Avisha says, that if the brothers, Yosef's brothers, would have spoken to him in a manner that was peaceful, they might have been able to make peace. The problem was that they weren't talking to each other. And that's what happens with a lot of people in the midst of a few. They start talking out of each other or exploding, and they don't want to listen. But if one person will tell the other that, you know, you did something wrong to me, and you speak to them in a nice way, the other person just might apologize and accept upon not doing it again. The fact I'm that they agree. might do it is worth I it. So I want that. you to, the next time, the next time if you get angry, or you find yourself in a situation you're angry, try and talk calmly and just listen. Count to ten. And if that doesn't work, count to a hundred. And then ask yourself over and over. You can ask this to the person. 
maybe you meant this, or I know you didn't mean to, to do that. And if, they, if they'll take a step back, you'll be able to avoid a lot of harm. So I want mm-hmm. you to, next time you're in a situation, mm-hmm. if there is a next time, and generally there is with most of us, and you calm down and you speak softly, as Shlomo Melech says, it turns away anger. I want you to think about that, and then let me know if it worked and how it worked, okay? I Meanwhile, know. call me back at 848-221-4605, 848 Spell your name clearly and slowly with your address, and say that you called in today so I can send you a new copy of All for the Boss for Kids, the uh, audio version. Thanks for calling today. This is Peretz B. the Reb. Hi, how are you? Hello? Hello? Hi. Hello? Yes. All right. Yes. So we're moving right along. Iran, I don't know anybody else on the phone, but um, this yes, is Perez B. The Rev. I want to thank you for joining us today. Hi. Are you still on, or are you a new caller? I'm a new caller. Hi. How are you? What can okay. I help you with? Good. Um, I have a question. I have um, a couple of boys, and out of them, let's say, inevitably, if I would say, how was your day to two of them, they would be... Negative, always telling me the not positive thing that happened that day. Well, at least they're talking to you. That's a good start. Well, yeah, yes, <laughs> <Right>? that's good. <laughs> so I always think to myself, should I tell them, should I ask them the question how their test was or how certain things in particular happened? Then you don't like to like corner them. I just like to give an open-ended, hey, how was your day? But inevitably, they'll just tell me the worst part that happened that day and only that part that happened that day. Well, and I'm sure like, as, as, a, as a good mom, yeah. you probably... You know, listen to them and validate the feelings, and and don't try to discount it. Listen but to it. But then do you ever come day? back and say, you know, I I, I hear that. Um, but was there anything in your day that that you liked? How was recess? Did you right. enjoy that? Can you tell right. me what I, I what I try to do? With, what I used to right. try to do with my kids, right. I try to do with my grandchildren now and my and my uh, my younger kids, which is, can you think of something that you're really grateful for today? Now it sounds a little hokey. But the truth is, it works. They say, okay, great, listen, how about let's sit down over uh, a glass of milk and cookies. Really, and just tell me tell me two things that you're grateful for today that, that you're happy about. You might find that that might change their attitude and yours. Now, it sounds a little far-fetched, but I know people have done it. There's actually a book by a woman, I don't know, even know if she's from or not, but it's out in, out in the world, and it's uh, called the, uh, the Gratitude Diaries. I just heard it, Charlie Harari right, was talking I, about I it recently. I make them do that from time to and, time. Um, I want you to write down a list of ten things that you should just be happy about. Look how, look at what you have. What look, two, two, start with two things. Start with ten things would be great. Two yeah. things that you have that you feel lucky to, right. be, to have, that you feel grateful for. Okay. And just look at them. Come on, there must be something you can think of. You're happy you got up this morning? Okay, maybe they're not that philosophical, but... There's got to be something that. How, how old are your boys? Uh huh. Um, oh. Between the ages, the youngest is eight that doesn't, and the oldest is almost thirteen that does. Okay, so I mean, you know, it sounds like you're you're, you're pretty open and candid with them. Mm-hmm. Ask them, and then you can say, you know, you know, I'm happy. For, I can think of two things I'm happy about. You might even say, and they say, what are they, mom? You could say the two of you. Or whatever else comes to your mind, you know. They're sharp. They would say, "Hey, well, your day's different because you're not in school a whole day." You know, and that's right. You're absolutely right. I'm not in school, and you have so many challenges that I don't have. But remember, I actually did go to school once upon a time, a long time. My kids asked me, um, my grandchildren asked me, Sadie. Um, were you around when Lincoln was in the White House? I said, "Are you kidding? Huh? Sure, I even walked. I even walked him to school." <laughs> but there are things that you can tell your kids that they can relate to. 
Okay. You don't go to school right now. They do. So tell me about your challenges. What, what was it like? What was difficult for you? But tell me two things that you saw today that, that you really enjoyed, that you liked. And you may be able to help them along with that. Right. And uh, I think you'll, you'll find a big difference. Let me know how it works out. I'd like, I'd like to hear from okay. you if that strategy okay. works and what your, uh, what your results were. And you can reach me at eichlermedia at gmail.com or just call my hotline for which you're going to get something that I think the boys are going to enjoy listening to which okay. is all for the boss for kids the young readers edition on audio with sound effects and music and for you i think you're going to enjoy the dvd video of uh, the interview with Rebecca Chan it's a candid unedited um, interview that we did years ago and she is just just That's wonderful amazing. i think it's going to give you a tremendous uplift so just okay. call me back at 848-221-4605 kindly speak slowly leave your name address and phone number all right thank you very much thank you Hi, Peretz B. How are you today? Yes, fine. Thank God. How are you? Baruch Hashem. Yes, I, I, I want to let you know that Rebbe Nachum Hashem was my teacher in school uh, in Benos Yaakov Pupa. And uh, when I hear about her name, that is very uplifting. And I, I only have the best to say about it, and I would like to get her CD. All right. So what I'd like you to do is you're going to call back on my hotline number, 848 848- Two two one four six zero five. Just a minute, I just no. didn't get the whole number down. Eight four eight. Two two one. Yes. Four six zero five. Four six zero five. And but you have to say your name slowly, clearly, spell your address clearly with zip code and phone number, and just say that you called in today. Right. Are you a Thank J. you so listener? much. Are you a regular J. Root listener? Right. Okay, so I hope you'll tell your friends about all the shows on J-Root. Yes, I definitely do. I like all the speakers, I like all the speeches, and I definitely give a lot of physics. Great. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Hi, Peretz B, a.k.a. The Reb, with you. I don't claim to know everything, but you can't talk to me about anything. Much thanks to our producer, Iran, and everybody in the J-Root office that makes this show and all the shows on J-Root possible. All right, Peretz B, a.k.a. The Reb, so I wanted to... uh, wanted to move on with a couple of things that we need to talk about. Hi, how are you? Thanks for joining me. Hi, how are you? Hi, how are you? Hi, I want to answer a question. Yes, do you remember which question you wanted to answer? Um, No. Okay, so I'm going to ask you a question, all right? And that question is, have you ever tried to, um, have you ever tried to influence somebody and found that you were having difficulty doing it? And, have, and you, and have you ever tried to influence somebody and then realize that maybe if you would speak from their point of view, that maybe they might listen to you? Have you ever tried to influence somebody but felt that you weren't really getting anywhere with it? Something that you wanted from somebody and you felt they weren't listening to you? I mean, yeah, I guess. Okay. So whereas, or are you, a, are you a mom and a, and a, a wife and a mom? Yes. Okay, so when you want something from either your kids or from your husband or from somebody else, um, what do you think is the best way to influence them, to speak to them from what it is that you want or to take into consideration their point of view, what they want? Well, of course, you have to go with their point of view. And so that's a, that, that, that's a, it seems like an obvious insight, right? But where do you think you learn that from in this week's Parsha? that when you want to influence somebody, speak to them from their point of view. Where would you see that when you want to... Let, let's, let's take a look at Ruvain, for example. 
He wanted to save his brother Yosef. How did he see from what he said to his brothers that he was speaking from their point of view, and that's the way he had the influence to save Yosef's life? It's a fascinating insight. Do you know where you see that? I think so. When when, they were, when he was trying to save them, so he was their point of view. Right. What did he? Say? If he would have said, "Look, let's not hit him," so he would have shown his brothers that is he was he was being compassionate. They wouldn't have listened to him. What are you being compassionate for him for? So Reuben added the word nephish. I don't want you to commit murder, regardless of who the person is. That was his message. And later on he said, don't shed blood. He didn't say his blood. He said, look, I don't like him also. It's not his blood I'm concerned about, even though he was. I'm concerned that you should not become murderers. So Rabbeinu Bachia says, this is a very important principle, which you yourself just said, that when it comes to influencing somebody, your focus should be on things that the listener will accept, even though their focus might be different than yours. And we see that Ruven wanted to prevent the shedding of blood. Of course he wanted to save Yosef. But if he would have told them, listen, have Rachmanus on Yosef, at that moment they would have disregarded his pleas. He wisely showed them their behavior is in their own best interest. So I guess what you're saying is, uh, as a wife and a mom, when you can show your kids, when you can show your husband, when you can show your friends, your mother-in-law, your father-in-law, that it's their own best interest, that's the best way you stand up influencing somebody. Would you agree with that? For sure. Great. Leave your Thank name you. and phone number and address where I can send you all for the boss, the kids, the Young Readers Edition. Please tell your friends about it. It's going to be available at bookstores. Okay. Where do I leave it? My information. 848-228-4605. 848-228-228-228-228-228-228-228-228-228-228-228-228-228-228-228-228-228-228-228-228-228-228-228-228-228-228-228-228-228-228-228-228-228-228-228-228-228-228-228-228-228-228-228-228-228-
It's called mm-hmm. anger, the misunderstood emotion. You know what she said? A lot mm-hmm. of people think that if you rant and you rave and you get it out, that's the best thing. She says, no, if you just let it go away, wait two or three days, just let it dissipate. Don't let it stew. Just let mm-hmm. it pass. Eventually, after a much shorter period of time than you thought, the anger will go away. What's the, name of the, what's the name of the book? It's called Anger, the Misunderstood Emotion. Anger, Misunderstood, um, misunderstood emotion. emotion. All right. Thank you so Selena, much for calling. Yes, thank you. Um, I could you do by controlling I, your Looking forward to hearing from you. Hi, parents. B.A.K. The Red. How are you? Good morning. My name is Luana, and uh, I enjoy listening to your um, uh, sessions on the radio. Thank you. And I like I like the radio in general, and it Thank gives you. a lot of chizuk. Baruch Hashem, that's uh, what we're here for, chizuk. Right, and I also wanted to add um, that I listened to Rebecca Tzin, and uh, he mentioned that when Yosef was telling about the dreams, he was always speaking from his point of view. I saw, because he was a teenager, and teenagers tend to think only of themselves. Good and point. then when he was in jail, and uh, he asked the the um, ministers, "How was? why are you sad? Then he started seeing the other people's point of view. He saw the other people. And when, once he started concentrating on the others, then that's when the whole story changed. And that, that's when... That's exactly right. When you start focusing on other people, what they want, what's good for them, things start to change. Great. And that, so that's back. when he became I want you to and leave your. You can leave your address. We'll send you a copy of All for the Boss for Kids that you or anybody that you know that would enjoy listening to. Uh, My kids, the yeah. audio edition. Just leave it at 848-221-4605. Thank you so, so much. 848-221-4605. Parents, VIK, the Rev, I want to leave this thought. You never know how things are going to turn out in the end, so always have hope. Anybody viewing the scene that Yosef was brought down to Mitzrayim, you would have thought it was a major tragedy. seemed like it. His brother sold him into slavery. He was taken away far from his father, far from his homeland. But in reality, that was the first step towards his being appointed the second-in-command of Mitzrayim. Eventually, he'd be in charge of the national economy of Egypt, and he'd mastermind the very complex program to prepare for the years of famine during the years of plenty. And later on, when Yaakov, Yaakov Avinu, Yosef's father, went down to Mitzrayim, anybody looking at it would have said, oh, wow, that's really positive, right? Yaakov was going to be reunited with his favorite son after many years of separation. His son was now a powerful leader, and be treated with honors and royalty, but that wasn't the total picture. That was the first step in the exile of Bnei Yisrael. Our enslavement in Mitzrayim was beginning at this very point. So that which looked bad was actually good. That which looked good really had elements to it that were negative. You know what? No human being has the omniscience, as Rabbi Zolotliskin points out, to know what the final consequences of any situation are going to be. So when something seems extremely negative, don't, don't give up. Don't despair. That could lead you to, to wonderful things when you realize if you don't despair, don't give up, great things could come out of it. On the flip side, when things seem to be going very well, oh, everything's gewaltig. Don't be complacent or arrogant, because you don't know what's in store. Rabbi Leblopian once told this, told this over. If you internalize this attitude, that's going to prevent you from excessive, ex- excessive pain when things go wrong. And you tell yourself, perhaps, maybe in the near future, I'm going to gain from this. On the other hand, 
if you're extremely euphoric, la-di-da, whoa, it's gewaltig, it's great. I'm not telling you not to be happy. But if you don't realize that everything, everything in life has ups and downs, when things aren't going so great and you are in a high, that could lead to depression, when the tide of events change. Life is a, you know, gal-gal. It, it goes up, it goes down, it goes down, it goes up. By avoiding extreme reactions, you'll be able to cope better with the vicissitudes of life. Kovitz Kayim wrote that his father told him how, to, how mistaken people are when they complain about things that happen. If you have patience of lunas, then you're going to realize it's for your benefit. The Kofi Chaim related how a certain rabbi once had to leave a city because of a quarrel that arose. And this rabbi ended up in a small town. Years later, it was clear that his moving to that town had a very positive influence on his children who were behaving, imp- who were not behaving properly in a larger city. Although it first seemed to be a misfortune, it turned out for the best. Brought down to Mikhtay Chofetz Chaim. Shlomo Melech had a ring that said, Gamze Yavar, the initials of Gamze Yavar. This too shall pass. When you're extremely happy, remember, there are going to be times where you might be down. And when you're down, remember, Hashem's going to lift you up. Just remember, everything passes. Just hold on. Mashiach is coming. Hold on. Great things are coming. That's not my promise. That's a guarantee from the Rabbani Shalom. Hi, Perez V with you. Got anything to say before we sign up? Hi, how are you? You have me on the radio? We certainly do. Hi, who are you and what's your name? Uh, my name is Velvel from Borough Park, and I'm, uh, I, I listen to the radio a lot of times. In fact, I was on the Hebrew National Show Wait, and stuff happens. like that. But I always try out, and I, I, on Hanukkah, I'm very lucky about the, uh, my home attendant, Betty. She does a very, very good job, and, uh, and I always try to do it. Rabbi Mendel, I like. Is Mr. Shane the one that's Eli Shane's wife? I don't Cause know. Because I used to know her from a long time ago, you know? Well, call my hotline, 848-221-4605. Um, Velvy, leave your name and address where I can send you a copy of the CD, right? I can't get through on that line, though. I called a couple of times now. I can't get through. Leave your name with Iran, with our producer here. This number and leave your name, Velvi from Borough Park, with your address, and he'll give it to me. He'll email it to me, and we'll get you a, D- a CD, okay? All right, everybody, Parents B, thanks for joining us. In the words of Hillel, the rest is commentary. Now go and learn.